Sponsor Life with Brent and Jeff. Let's go. Let's ramp it up for another Alter Life show, episode two of our Beatitude series. Jeff, I am excited to be here once again. Holla at your boy. Sorry. <laughs> I was feeling it. I was feeling it. And, uh, now, now I'm not feeling it no more. <laughs> <laughs> We're glad to be here for another episode and part two, as Brent said, of our topic. Blessed are those who mourn or happy are the brokenhearted. Jumping right into our topic this evening, we were, last week we talked about blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven and we're excited to move on to the next beatitude tonight. Blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. You know, that's, this one I, I have the most, you know, it's the most um, counterintuitive as we were talking about <laughs> last week. Um, blessed are those who mourn. Happy are those who are sad. <laughs> is basically what I was saying. Um, for they shall be comforted. And there's a lot of lot of mourning that goes on every day around the world. <laughs> um, you know, from the death of a loved one to um, just tragic things that occur in our lives. And, um, you know, there's a lot of mourning that goes on. And, you know, one thing that <clears throat> I was encouraged by thinking about as I was thinking about this topic was just, um, how we're encouraged as believers to not mourn the dead like the unbelievers do um, because of heaven and because we we have a hope outside of this earth. <laughs> um, but I think he's going a lot more, a lot deeper than just that tonight. And blessed are the, those who mourn for they shall be comforted. And I'm excited just to see what God has in store for these two verses this evening. Yeah, I mean, there's so many reasons why someone would be sorrowful and mourning, as Brent said, and you know what? What our focus is tonight is what are the things that God is speaking about in our lives that we should be sorrow for, or we should have sorrow for, so that He could comfort us. And that's the prom- the promise is, you know, happy are those who mourn in the right way because God's going to comfort you when you mourn over the right things. When you're not mourning over the loss of, you know, oh, I lost a lot of money on the stocks, you know, or at the at the track today, and I'm really sad, you know. Those who have a sensitivity in their hearts for the things that are sensitive to God's heart. And that's why he's going to comfort us because it's, it's, he knows exactly how we feel because he feels the same way when it comes to sin, when it comes to, you know, God doesn't wish that anyone would perish. You know, it wasn't intended for us to die in the first place. Sinner into the world and sin brings death. You know, so God is brokenhearted at death just as we are when a loved one dies. So, you know, the things that break God's heart, that's what we're going to be talking about tonight, focusing on those things as we mourn and um you know we got lots of great music for you tonight we're really excited that you guys tuned in for another great episode of the altar life hopefully you'll be here through our entire series and uh we are we're all just wretched men that's true it is true sometimes you don't feel like it but we are yeah i mean paul who is awesome (laughs) if he got to the point where he was like i'm terrible and he was so upset you know we should be that way too when it comes to looking at ourselves in the light of of God's holy standard and you know that is one of the main aspects of you know comforting uh, or receiving comfort from God when we mourn it's mourning in the proper way mourning over the things that break his heart like I said and our sin in our own lives first and foremost you know you know how do we expect to mourn over the sin of the world and to feel a heart a broken heart for the lost 
if our hearts aren't broken, if we don't come to God with a broken and a contrite heart, which is all that matters in God's eyes, those people who don't just apologize after the fact, but are broken, you know, they don't just, you know, make the sacrifice, but they obey because of a, a faithfulness to God and, you know, and a mourning over the sin in their own life and the dis- depravity in their own life. It brings comfort from God because he says, it's my grace. You know, my grace is sufficient for you in your weakness. The Altar Life. Seeing isn't believing. With Brent and Jeff. Believing is seeing. All right, that was right now, this beautiful republic. I just can't stop thinking about the fact that Jesus said, it says about Jesus that he was a man of sorrows. And, you know, it's like Jesus wants us to be happy. It's obvious because he gave us, um, you know, 10 verses or 11 verses of you know, how to tell us how to be happy, you know, it's obvious that he doesn't want us to be miserable. Um, that's not the point. You know, Jesus himself was not, I don't believe miserable when he was on earth because no one would have followed him. Who wants to follow a miserable guy? Um, but he was pleasant to be around, but I think the, the key point was he was a man of sorrows. He was somebody who was seeking, he had a sobriety in his heart that was in tune with the heart of his father. And, um, you know, oh, how I want that. You know, the enemy would love to have us all feeling so good about our lives. And so, you know, and entertainment probably does this in a lot of ways where we just feel like we're fantasizing in another world about how different our life is or should be. And we're always focused on things that really are irrelevant. And it creates a dumb happiness in us (laughs) in a way. And we're missing the point, you know. Meanwhile, you know, we're not close to the Lord. Meanwhile, we haven't had devotions in, you know, a month. Meanwhile, you know, we're occasionally sinning or not so occasionally sinning in a particular area. And we go along life, you know, just kind of status quo and just kind of doing these things and think we're fine. And is that true? Are we going to really have happiness, true spiritual happiness in those situations? No. You know, true spiritual happiness comes when we realize, man, you know, there, I'm so far from where I should be. And, um, you know, we mourn over the sin. We mourn over the, the state of our lives. And we, and we just look to the Lord to, to satisfy. And he promises to be, that he would comfort. And that's an amazing promise. I think that we get into a chucklehead Christianity sometimes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're just all, it's all just goofy. Like, we just yeah. goof off. And there's not a, like Brent said, the great word sobriety. You know, there's nothing wrong with having fun and being happy as a Christian. And there's the joy of the Lord and all those things. But the joy of the Lord comes with a seriousness, a responsibility, you know, to call sin, sin. And to call, you know, righteousness, righteousness and all those things. It's There's there's a, a, a line that's drawn and we need to follow that line. And we want to thank you again for tuning in tonight. Don't forget to check out our website, www.thealterlife.com. There you can listen to most recent episodes. You can check out our blog and uh, you can get plugged in with the Altar Life online, the World Wide Web. <laughs> so um, we're talking about blessed are those who mourn. The second beatitude as we have, you know, deciphered them. You know, God didn't really break them up. <laughs> you know, there was no chapter and verse when the, the Bible was written, but it's easy for us to bite it off and chew it in little nuggets. And that's what we're doing for the you know two Beastie. hours that we're here tonight. Yeah, we're taking it piece by piece and trying to dissect and, and to uh, digest. I'm using a lot of like gross bodily words. <laughs> <laughs> Chew, digest, dissect. Uh, yeah. Anyway, and, uh, reminds me of Reese's Pieces for some reason. Yeah, it, uh, it sounds really it's that good. That cross right movement now. song. 
You can eat them up like Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. So good to the roof of your mouth, it'll get stuck. Remember that song? Mm. I am that, I am that, I am yeah. that, I am that, I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, remember that part, yeah. Man, I just got filthy <laughs> crazy with myself there. <laughs> I was like on point. <laughs> anywho, uh, I just erased all coolness by saying anywho. Yeah, anywho. No, no more coolness in the place. And uh, how important it is when we get to that point where we're we're broken hearted we cry and the tears are flowing god sees those tears you know we said it says in the bible that he he numbers our tears and he keeps them in his bottle and that's a great verse that's it's a great awesome. image too to think like you know god has a bottle that has my name on it and you know he knows exactly what each tear was shed for you know what was uh you know i stubbed my toe or Oh, that girl doesn't like me anymore, or you know, or the fact that you know when my son was born, or you know, all the different things. I spilled my Starbucks and yeah. it cost me five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> or in my case, I dropped. Oh, I'll never forget it. I had Chick Fil A, and this is a tangent, but I'll, I'll do it anyway. Some Chick Fil A. I'm walking up the steps to my house, and I'm holding like my cup and my wife's cup oh. in the little cup holder thing, and I dropped it. Both of them. My large Coke. Fountain mm. Coke, which is so much better than like anything else, it, yeah. yeah, all over the ground. And then you're just That's like, well, am I was like, I'll share it. I'm like, yeah, you're skimpy medium drink. <laughs> oh, I'll never get over that. But that's not the kind of morning we're talking about. Um, you know, all the things that we've gone through, and you know, we talked about mourning in the correct way, obviously. And Paul talks about that very thing. And who who better to know about mourning and suffering than Paul? Um, he went through a lot of stuff. We talked about him earlier, how he got to that praise. And he's like, oh, wretched. I'm so wretched. I'm terrible. You know, and he saw his sin for what it was. And it broke his heart because he knew it broke God's heart. And God comforted him and gave him peace and his grace. But he says in his second letter to the Corinthians, um, let me find the verse. It's chapter 7, verse 9. It says, now I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that your sorrow led to repentance. For you were made sorry in a godly manner that you might suffer loss from us in nothing. For godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation, not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. For observe this very thing that you sorrowed in a godly manner, what diligence it produced in you, what clearing of yourselves. And he goes on and says all these things that it produced in them. But it's so cool how he says it. Like, look, you wanted to, you saw what was wrong in your life. You were convicted. And your heart was broken, and it led you to want to clear that up, to clear your name, to do what was right, to ask forgiveness. All right, that was Rolling with the Punches by Ruth. Ruth. Ruth yep. had a beard. That's a VeggieTales <laughs> quote. Um, <clears throat> that was Aunt Ruth had a beard. Aunt Ruth had a beard. <laughs> I love that one. I can be your uh-huh. friend. La, la, la. I know. I love it, Sorry. too. Anyway, I love my lips. Uh, all right, moving on from VeggieTales. Um... I mourn that I know all that stuff. <laughs> Brokenhearted. <laughs> but that's what happens when you have children. That's true. You just learn all this stuff. Vegetales are our friends. Yeah. There's so, so many things out there that I'm like associating myself with that I never thought I yeah, would. I know. It's really funny. Anyway. It actually sounds like an unbelievable topic. So stay tuned. Ah. Maybe we will. Maybe call. we won't. Eh, we'll see. We might change our mind during the next songs. And the station ID coming up. <laughs> having too much fun for a morning show. I know. We got to keep it light. We got to keep keep the somber spirit going on. Anyway. You're unbelievable. The Ultra. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. 
All right, this is our unbelievable segment, and uh, we've got an interesting one for you this evening. Uh, more of a question of pondering, maybe. Yes. Why were the water coolers the place to meet? In the office in place? In the office place. Office. Why? why, why? <laughs> in the workplace, I should say, not the office place. Or That's my o- fault. Office space. Office space. Workplace. <laughs> I know, the water cooler. Yeah. It's like... Did everyone all of a sudden, like at the same time, want to go to get water? So that's where we met. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, I guess because you're standing there waiting yeah. for the person to fill up there, so you gotta make yeah, small that awkward talk. moment. Yeah, we have to, yeah, that small talk. Hey, so did you see the game last night? It's so awkward. No. Today I was actually at work, and I started to fill up my water bottle, and the other person, like, they didn't seem like they were in the mood to talk. So all you heard was just silence and. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awkward. That's why small talk started. I know was to cover that terrible sound of the water filling. And everyone up. knows you, you, if you don't want to talk, you just do the nod. Like, yeah, how you going? <laughs> the, 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 how's it going? Yeah, a little. How you doing? Down or up, depending on your mood. Then you bring up the small talk things like another day, another dollar. Yeah, <laughs> all those things. Like, how's it going? Fine. Yeah, good. It's nice out there, huh? Yeah, yeah. No, it's actually pretty cold. It's pretty yeah. cold. Yeah. That's what I heard. See the game last night? Nope. Oh, cool. <laughs> Which game? Uh, all of them. <laughs> uh, any of them? I don't, I don't know. It's uh, so uncomfortable. I'm not a small talk kind I'm, of person. I'm much more comfortable like sitting down. Like I would stand by a water cooler talking to somebody. I'd be like, all right, well, if you want to talk to me, just come come sit down. And we, can, we can discuss them. But then, you know, if you get thirsty while you're talking, you have to get up and actually go get water. But at least if you're standing on the water cooler and you get thirsty while you're talking, you just get another drink. Some of that small talk, man, it's just like, whoa, did you see American Idol last night? That guy was crazy. <laughs> I can't believe Simon said that. <laughs> so mean. Oh, man. Uh, In office, office places. It's just, weird, it's just a weird place, the office, because, you know, you, get, you never would hang out with these people otherwise. Right? Oh, it's amazing how, how weird. It's like, how am I talking to you and even know you? I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't hang out or talk you with would you ever. Never be in my circle of friends <laughs> ever. In fact, somehow, now that we're stuck together by a water cooler, we have to talk to each other. In fact, you know what? I'd ra- much rather talk to you at the water cooler because I don't want you in the vicinity of my working area. So just you stay here. Stay by the water cooler. None of this unbelievable stuff. We, we're talking about mourning, I know. being sad. I know. Come on. It's amazing how you know we get really depressed. When we're talking about happy things and really happy about sad things but yeah. we're a weird bunch aren't we i think so the gift um, of un- inappropriate laughter yeah <laughs> the awkward laughter at funerals <laughs> i'm the kind of guy that laughs at a funeral don't understand what uh, i mean yeah. well you soon will all right anyway <laughs> that's not a christian song i should not be singing that song but all of you knew what i was talking about didn't you yeah. didn't you heathens mm. anyway um we Just have lots of, about that i know we have lots more to talk about and little time to do it so uh we just want to remind you to check out our website there you can pick a double play just like the last one you heard all star united before you break my heart and lullaby it's got both aspects of the verse right in there the morning and then the comforting and that's what god has for us you know even if god has allowed us to go through a time of mourning he's going to bring the comfort and we're going to grow out of it just like those people in the corinthian church that the if we are sorrowful in a godly way, it's not like, oh, woe is me in, in the, the worldly sense, like, oh, there's no hope. It's, it's sorrow with hope. And then you can say, you know what, I'm going to take this and I'm going to build on it and I'm going to learn from it and move forward. In this morning topic, you know, it's, it's important to have a, a sense of um, 
seriousness, I guess, in your life, you know, and um, it's not like bumping around. It's like the classic, like, oh, I have to be sad because I'm a Christian. <laughs> yeah. Eeyore, oh, life is, you know, hard. And that's not what it's talking about. Yeah. Um, because there's so many people that think that's what it's all about, yeah. being a Christian. Um, you know, I think Paul, I love that that's Corinthians passage because, because Paul's like, I'm really sad and I feel bad that I actually had to write that and cut you to the heart. But I'm not really sad because look at what the fruit that it produced. And I think, you know, those Corinthians were so much better off having gone through that experience and realizing that, you know, Jesus, you you mean so much more to me now than you ever used to. And um, I'm, I'm following you and I'm more serious about my walk with the Lord now because of this, you know, because I've, I realize and I've been mournful about the things that I um, realize about my sin and about the sin of others. All the things that Jeff, like Jeff said, all the things that Jesus would, his heart would break, our heart should break as well. Yeah, I mean, the the thing that we deal with all the time in this world is, you know, we just, we're depressed and we're downcast and there's so much that we go through and, but God is talking about, you know, a, a heartbreak that it has purpose and there's a, there's something that's produced out of it. And a lot of times we can get to the point where we feel brokenhearted, but it's a a self-pity type of mourning. Like, oh, this is so terrible. I can't believe that I have to do this. I can't believe that this is happening. Instead of seeking God and saying, God, this is terrible. And I don't know why I'm going through it, but you do. And I need your grace and I need your comfort. And when we go through those things, it's great. Um, Earlier on in 2 Corinthians, Paul says, you know, our bodies had no rest, but we were troubled on every side. Outside were conflicts. Inside were fears. Nevertheless, God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us. Nevertheless, God, no matter what's going on, whatever is bringing this pain, you know, just like that last song, you know, whatever God is doing, you know, whatever chaos it may be, it's for, it's for, the, you know, our perfecting. It's for something greater. Hey, um, you know, I was thinking about this comfort too. You know, people in the world, us, we find we look to find things in the world to comfort us when we're sad. You know, you know, hear the comfort food. You know, <laughs> I eat when I'm sad. I want to eat. Um, you know, and folks who mourn and folks who are sad and are depressed or whatever, they find things to make them feel better. You know, oh, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. Um, none of that ever brings true comfort. And um, one thing I'm just thinking about in these verses is that you know, those who mourn are happy. Because they can see that Jesus brings them comfort. They have the complete and utter comfort and peace in that situation. It's not fake. It's not like, you know, trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. It's like the real thing, the real thing. And, um, you know, that that's an important thing to think about. And um, great verse in James, when James is calling out to the believer saying, you know, you know, when it comes to looking at our own sin and mourning over it, and you know we look at you know Psalm fifty one is a great psalm when when David's like it's for you and you only God that I've sinned I've broken your heart I've done all these things and you know I need you to cleanse me and he says uh, in James four to cleanse your hands you sinners purify your hearts you double minded lament and mourn and weep let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and He will lift you up. Sounds pretty harsh. He's coming right. He's cutting right to the point with this, and he's not saying you know be miserable. Ugh. 
because you're supposed to be. Christians are supposed to be dull and boring and sad all the time. No. What he's saying is you're setting yourselves up. You're prideful. You have all this sin in your life. You're double-minded. What does that mean? It means that whatever, you know, the desires were contrary to the way they should be. What they're thinking about is not how they're acting. And to cleanse their hands is, you know, the actions. They're sinning. You know, there's a, there's a line that is drawn, and it's like, if you're going to be a Christian, you're going to do what God has asked you to do, then you're, you're going to hit this wall that's going to be like, oh, this sin can't go any further if I'm going to continue on with God. And you're going to, there's going to be a morning time because it's like that separation from what you've always known, that old man and all those things that we struggle with and we struggle to put down. But God is like, just suffer this short time, mourn over this sin and you will be so thankful and, uh, and my peace will come and my comfort and my grace and all these things that you need. If you would only allow your heart to be broken by these things. And it's really difficult for us. It's difficult for me. It's difficult for Brand, I'm sure, to come to that place because nobody likes that place. Nobody likes the place where they're sad. Right. You know, I, there have been times when I'm like, God, I, I, this sin doesn't bother me. It should. I know it should. My rational mind says it should. But I need you to break my heart. And then he does. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> Do it a little gentler next time. Anyway. The best thing is purifying, though. You yeah. Know, you come out of that and you just feel... Your, your, your soul has been purged, and that's a good thing. And we're just going to end tonight on a verse in Isaiah or some verses in Isaiah because it just kind of sums it up great. So, Jeff. This is Isaiah 61. It says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. What a great, great set of verses to end the night on. Another verse that comes to my mind is in Revelation, which says that God's going to wipe away all tears from our eyes. And that's what we have to look forward to. So, even though we might be brokenhearted, allow our hearts, God, to be broken for what breaks your heart. Until next week. Be cool, cats. Live for Christ. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. One day everybody will stand before God. And even people that have never known poverty of spirit, they'll never, never have mourned maybe before. But when a person stands before God, they'll always be poverty, poor of spirit. It'll also produce an instant sense of mourning. Not only when they see the absolute poverty, but there will be a mourning over the sinful state they're in. There's separation from God and they will mourn. But the promise of the Lord is, they shall be comforted. As the Lord begins to minister to me, then I begin to experience glorious power of God doing in my life what I could not possibly do for myself. They shall be comforted. comforted.